Welcome back to the Park Hills Podcast. If you want more information on the Gospel of Mark and all the sermon series that we do or the podcast we do, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. in studio again today. Howdy. Hello. And really, uh, good job with the sermon on Sunday. Thanks. It, was, uh, it is my favorite book. Well, and you said that. So why? What makes it your favorite book? You did it a little bit in the sermon, but I want to hear you expound yeah. a little bit, and then I will talk about why I think it's fun, and we'll just do that. So it is like, to me, it is the action-adventure movie, I think I sure. mentioned that, of the Gospels. I mean, it's just like quick-hitting scene changes. I, if you were going to film it like this, it would be these quick quick cut scenes where you're running from one place to the other. But um, but the words are so, um, they're few, but they're so intentional, mm. and I would say rich with, with meaning. It's like there's not a lot of fluff. And part of me, um, I, I, one of the problems I have is if people go on for like hours, I don't right. know if you've noticed, but sometimes people can take a story for like an hour and I'm three minutes into it. I'm like, I got it. I understand. I know. <laughs> Let's move on. And if that happens, you know, sometimes you got to right. go, you got to hang in there. But that's just kind of my personality. I, I just like to see the thing, you know, okay, I got it. Let's move on to the next point. And, and he doesn't have any fluffy stuff in here. He just, when, when this is written, it is, it's pretty cruel. It's yeah, pretty cruel. It, it, it is, it, which makes it feel jumbled and strange. Yes. And it is the, I almost wanted to say weirdest gospel, but each one of them are weird in their own way. Yes. Very much so. But this one definitely feels herky-jerky, almost feels like you don't really know what's going on. What I find interesting, though, is there's moments that he's incredibly detailed. And I don't know why, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why certain details stuck out, which to me suggests, and I know Pastor Alex and I talked about this a little bit on a different podcast, but there is something so jumbled and beautiful about it it feels like he's talking directly to an eyewitness. So, you know, I talked about this in the other podcast. I am almost positive this is Peter telling John Mark the stories and John Mark's going, well, that's good. I'm going to write that down, you know, kind of scribbling it together. That would make the most sense. And it would also make the most sense that this would be one of the first ones, if not the first one, because of the fact that it is so jumbled, they wouldn't even thought about why would we try to clean this up at all? And then Matthew might've read it and gone, yeah, that's good. Let me give a little let me give a little more detail on where Jesus comes from and why he's important to a Jewish person. Oh, and Luke goes, "Yeah, let me grab a few more eyewitnesses." Yeah, Luke does a face palm and go, "Guys, you missed a bunch of stuff here. Let's <laughs> let's really add the detail, right?" And then John, you know, after 40 years of all these gospels being out, just is like, "All right, let me put the cherry on top. Yeah. I'm going to write a crazy wild experience." So it's really special. It's really beautiful. It's really amazing. One of the things that that we didn't have time to dig into as deeply as we wanted to on Sunday, it will come up a couple other times in the gospel. It's also come up in the gospel of Luke. We've talked about it. We talked about the gospel of John. But being spirit-led is an incredibly important thing. I know you wanted to just go on and on and on. And this was one of the things that you felt not so much needed to be cut, but you just felt, I, I can't squeeze all this into this. Right. Couldn't, so, couldn't so do it justice. Run with me now. All right. Let's all do right. the spirit-led conversation. Yeah. So um, in the verse we're talking about is here is when the spirit uh, drove Jesus into the wilderness. And sure. It's like just a couple of words, but there is so much going on there. And so um, 
that whole spirit-led idea, I, I think that's, as believers, we sometimes maybe minimize that because I believe it can be a bit scary. Um, you know, we're, we're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? And you can get a lot of different answers from different folks. Um, we're told the Spirit convicts, instructs. We get wisdom through the Spirit. And so it's incredibly important, but it's hard to get your hands around. And right. I think it's hard to get your hands around because it's God. And we can't get our hands around God. We can't yeah. understand everything. So that was even part of my sabbatical. Um, you know, one of the when I had to pitch to the elders why I wanted to go and um, take 60 days off, uh, that was just a time off, but ta- of those 60 days, ride my bike across half the United States, um, it was really to be spirit-led. Because as a person who's a planner, I can overcome the spirit, so to speak, by just working the yeah. logistics to make sure the plan is the plan, right? And something would have to overrun that. Well, when you're on a bike trip where you're, you don't know what the weather's going to be um, a couple of days out, you don't really know how many miles you're going to get, and you don't really know how your body's going to perform, you know, based on camping and everything going on, you can't plan that out. And so my prayer was um, that I could not do as much logistics, just basically put myself out there and let the Holy Spirit lead in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. Not just where I was going, because I did have maps, uh, or how far, but who I was going to talk to right? and where I should spend time and all of the different little practical aspects of, I'd say really the whole trip. Um, where will I have lunch? You know, there's somebody who's, who's riding a bike. Should I go talk to them or not? There's a car pulled off on the side of the road. What should I do? And because I was able to push away all the other distractions, because really my job was get up in the morning, pack up the bike, ride, eat along the way, right. find a place to sleep. It was really easy to just allow the spirit to, to work there. Um, I actually started to keep a little bit of a log of the times where I could tell the spirit was like, hey, you should go talk to this person. I'm like, all right, there's a win. And then I had to keep a log of the times of, <laughs> in fact, one time in particular, I'm steaming up this mountain. And I think we've been, it was the first of three mountains we had to climb this time, this particular day. Um, and, little worried about trying to get that much distance and that much elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going up the this mountain and the car pulls off on the left-hand side and overlook. And I'm like, going, oh, I should go look over there. Oh, I still got like halfway to get up this thing. Mm-hmm. And then it impressed me again. You should go over there and talk to those people. And I'm like, I, I just got to get to the top. So even in the midst of this, where my prayers every day were, let me be led by the spirit myself overruled that because of the practicality of stopping in the middle of a mountain. Now, I can tell you the, the practical part of that is because you might sound good, like, well, why not stop? Your body gets into this rhythm, sure. and you can just keep going and going and going. When you stop for even like a minute, all of a sudden your whole body hurts until you get going for another half an hour. So it's like I wanted to avoid that. And I ride past, and I'm like, dummy. <laughs> that was the spirit saying I needed to go talk to those individuals. Right. And so right then my prayer went to like, okay, I am sorry I didn't follow up with that. Um, and I prayed that I would have another opportunity to run into somebody else and that I wouldn't miss that one. And shortly thereafter, probably uh, probably about a half an hour, 40 minutes after that, get to the top of the mountain, stop resting, grabbing some food, getting some warmer clothes on because um, it started to get a little bit cold. A guy pulls up in a beat-up pickup truck and uh, pulling a camper that looked like it was about 40 years old and that it was pretty rough. Um, guy gets out of the truck just 
hardly able to walk. He's clearly upper 70s, lower 80s. Looks like he's had a rough life and a dog jumps out. Dog comes running right over to me and uh, her name was Pretty Girl. And she goes to the bathroom and we ended up, I walk over to him and uh, we start talking. And in the middle of that, he's telling me he's a gold prospector. Hmm. I'm like, that's cool. I've never met a gold prospector. And he's giving me some stories and all this. And, and, and I'm thinking like, you know, his body, he's telling me he's got arthritis and he can't hardly move anymore. And, um, and he'd been a logger for years and a rancher and his body's just beaten up. And I'm thinking, I should really pray for this guy, hmm. you know? And then before I can say that, he goes, let me pray for you for your trip. And I'm like, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. Right. And, and I realized, okay, this was the obedience. My two, the two guys I was riding with, they had already left about 15 minutes before because they'd gotten the rest and we had two more mountains to climb. But I was in complete peace that I needed to not mess with the schedule. I needed to mm-hmm. listen and um, just be with him and talk to him. And I encouraged him. He encouraged me. We'll probably never see each other again. Sure. Turns out he's a believer. And so it was, it was that kind of opportunity almost the whole bike ride when i could push myself out of the way the holy spirit would lead me to interactions almost always with people and not as much circumstances to have really amazing conversations that's the neat thing about the interplay of god's sovereignty with our obedience and i i think about this a lot people say well why isn't this getting fixed or this getting fixed it's possible that God is working something else out that's going to be dealt with down the road, but it's possible that someone is not listening to his spirit right now, right? And he's right. going to use someone else to come along. I find it interesting that Mordecai says that to Esther, right? God is going to raise someone up to fix this problem. Wouldn't you rather be obedient right now? This yeah. is your moment. If you don't do it, God will still raise someone else up. He has full confidence that God's sovereignty is going to fix the problem. And I think that's something we struggle with because we always think that according to God's plan, God's got it, God's will. Yeah, God's will is great. It is happening. And part of the reason why it's happening is because people are obediently listening to the Spirit. Right. Jesus needed to listen to the Spirit in this moment to be driven out to the wilderness to face the temptation. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't have done it on his own. He might, he, you know, he might have at some point. But I find it interesting, as you pointed out in the sermon, he wants people to know the spirit drove me out into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I had to go do that. So like your bike illustration, right? There's a moment where you just knew I'm supposed to go to that overpass. You didn't do it. Right. You failed. Yep. You are worse than Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no I, I, I agree with that heartily. <laughs> and what, what was really interesting is the we're, there's three of us that were riding, right? Right. Um, and on that particular day, um, Steph was, he got up to the top first. Um, I got up there second and after bypassing. The third one of us, Piers, he actually did pull off to the side and go talk to them. Hmm. And he just went over to go take a picture. He then ends up having a conversation with them and then ends up establishing a relationship because in kind of a funny way, he had this app that would measure wind speed. I never want to understand what the wind speed is. (laughs) To me, that's just depressing. I'll take mountains all day. Wind just kills me. But he had this app. When he's going to talk to this guy, he realizes that guy has a jacket with that same app signal. And he goes, oh. I love that app. And he goes, really? I wrote it. No way. So he was an app developer on vacation with his wife. So Piers ended up developing a relationship with this guy that ended up being in contact with him a couple of times afterwards. And so I've even played back in my mind, um, if I had gone, I wonder what that relationship would have looked like. Mm -hmm. But I'm still wondering if God then didn't use Piers 
to go talk to him sure. for whatever reason was going on there, you know? So I think there's even this interplay, like he said, of God's sovereign, he will raise someone up to, to do what needs to get done. Yeah. And, so, he, and we know he is sovereign. Yeah. So we're trusting him to accomplish, but we're also listening to him and letting him lead us and guide us, you know, to trust him and to walk with him and to let him, yeah, put well, us in people's paths so that their lives might change. Right. And what was the most eye-opening, and this wasn't just on this trip, because, you know, as you know, previous uh, sure. work life, I traveled a lot and spent time on a lot of airplanes. And I can tell you both on this trip and when I'd be sitting next to somebody for eight, nine, 10 hours on an airplane, there were times where I know the Holy Spirit was like, you need to talk to this person and here's how you need to have that conversation. And there were probably just as many times where it's like, you don't need to say a thing, right? Just sit there, go to sleep. And I can, I know of two times where there were individuals, I'm like, I wonder if I should go tell this, tell this person. And it was as clear as being driven to go talk to someone. It was like, nope, leave them alone. Hmm. Really interesting because, you know, I would think that God would want me, you know, if I'm out there, why am, why am I not going to proclaim Jesus to every single person mm-hmm. I can see? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it may have been there was something else going on or they weren't going to be receptive or something, but sure. it was just clear as a bell. It wasn't that I was tired or didn't want to. And that was also as uh, informative for me on, on following the Spirit, that sometimes it's not always, I want you to go do this, it's I want you to cease from doing something. Mm-hmm. And he probably has something else going on in the background. And then it was, let him take care of that in the background. You right. Know? Which there's going to be some moments like that in the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus doesn't do what you expect him to do. And we have to believe it's just the Spirit leading him and guiding him. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Yeah, we're a big fan of this book. Mark is going to give us a ton of stuff to work with. I, The spirit-led conversation is so interesting, especially when you look at that first sermon, the idea that he will come and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Then he is baptized and the Holy Spirit shows up. And you, you start to go, hmm, that's interesting parallel there. And then the spirit starts leading and guiding him. If I was reading this book for the first time, I'd be looking at it going, all right, what's the Spirit going to lead me to do? And how do I get the Spirit? How does he baptize me in the Holy Spirit? What does it look like? And just for the record, we won't get to a ton of that in Mark because the book ends in a strange way. Spoiler, right? Yeah. But we know the rest of the story, that that Pentecost happens. Christ does give us of his Spirit, and his Spirit then leads us and guides us all the way through. And the church has been operating Spirit-led ever since. Mm-hmm. And when we do so, we're in our best place. And when we don't, we probably should be listening to the Spirit. Right. Yeah. All right, final thoughts? Um, what I can say is quiet your heart. Mm. Make a, Have one of your prayers for each day be, Lord, will you lead me? And then let him lead.